the Mark West Sports Podcast. Talk about all I know is um the Bricky Griner shit. But other than that, I don't know what's going on really in the sports world, bro. Pretty grinder, I like. I feel, I feel people saying that. Oh my God! Like, you know, it's a travesty. She's still being held, and this, that, and that. It's not a travesty. Like, That's not a travesty. She, she broke the damn law. You feel what I'm saying? Like. You, you like my whole thing is for you for people that's rich. That be the thing when people, when you rich, you think you above the law. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's exactly what she thought because like, yo, you packed that in your bag. It's not like it was in your pocket and you forgot. You 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 try to you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. come on, everybody know if your ass is out of town or whatever like that, and your ass different got country, trees, especially different country like that, communist country supposedly, right? Going through like. Like, come on. Like, if you was in Dubai, what they would have said. It's the same thing. They catch you in, in, in Dubai with drugs. Killed. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't feel sorry for her. You feel what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. And you pled guilty. Why did you plead guilty if you was innocent? Because you weren't innocent. There's no if you're wrong. You're just like, damn, I'm over here being locked up longer than I have to be. But you don't even know they lost. Like, she faced up to, like, what, 10 years, 20 years in prison? Something like that? Yeah, right. Over, I mean, but you don't, over. you don't, you don't feel bad. Like I feel bad, but I feel like you. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you got to deal with the consequences, but I still feel bad because it's like, I feel like, man, you know, you think about yourself in that situation. That's why whenever I pack up, like I'm always, nah, che- nah. I check my, sh- I'm always checking my shit. You know, what I mean, like you can't, you, you can't think about yourself in that situation because you're smarter than that, Chris. Like, come on, man. Like, just be real, man. Like, yo, even in Jamaica where marijuana is so called legal. It's kind of still not legal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, at the end of the day, she should have known better. I'm pretty sure that they, I mean, they're going to throw the book at her because, like, what's going on in the world right now. Like, everybody doing Russia green because they invaded the Ukraine for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, you know, kind of see where they're coming from. You know, I mean, it's still bad. You're killing a lot of innocent people. But, like, yo um right when ukraine started saying something about joining nato and nato is the enemy of you uh, of russia and ukraine is right next to russia and you about to join you about to, so basically the rest of the world that doesn't like me they could be in the ukraine just setting up with their military stuff to attack me the people that they hate the 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 president that they hate you should have just kept them out closed and kept it moving you feel what i'm saying stayed neutral sometimes sometimes it's best to stay neutral you feel me? Regardless if you probably agree what the United States and the rest of NATO is saying, you got to understand, like, it's just like when them, when them players um, was getting banned from, like, hockey. If they came from Russia, they couldn't do certain things or this, that, and the other. Like, and they asked, a reporter asked them, like, what do you think about the situation that's going... The, 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 the um, hockey player, like, yo, you know I have family in Russia. You know, yeah, he have this type of history that he'll do something like you. Like, why are you putting me on the spot? You basically don't care about what happens to me or my family as long as you got a breaking story and, you know, and then I'm dead and gone. No, that's not how it works. You got to know how to move. It's just like life is about chess. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you just need to stay on the sideline, boy. Stay on the sideline. It's just like when your girl say, do I look fat in this dress? 
don't know. Like, you do you like it? <laughs> you staying neutral. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. In that situation with Brittany Griner, like if they get for 10 years, a lot of people are gonna complain, but you can't comp- complain what what other people do in their country now. I've seen a lot of stuff like um Kodak Black had posted something about like if Trump was in office, he would have probably already got him out. I kind of tend to agree because look, he got ASAP Rocky out. He got ASAP <laughs> Rocky got he got ASAP Rocky out. He got Lil Wayne out. He got yeah, what they call they, Black they, were, they weren't in another country trying to take ASAP Rocky was in another country, bro. Trying to ASAP take Rocky was out? in another country. He was in another country. Trying to take drugs out? No, I mean he was assault. It, it, it was assault and battery. He don't whoop some people asses. Practically, if anything, worse than the just the bag of trees. He whooped somebody ass like a regular civilian. He whooped their ass. Now the civilian deserved what he got because he was nagging him. It's kind of like with the Mike Tyson situation. I take a picture. I tell you like vibe. I want to be in my own lane, in my own world, and you keep nagging me. You feel what I'm saying? Don't think just because I'm a celebrity, I can't put hands on you. Yeah, there's there's consequences, but notice that they didn't put no charges on Mike Tyson because Tyson wasn't wrong in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Same thing like in this situation. Look, ASAP Rocky whooped some people ass in wherever he was at. I think it was in Sweden. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Trump got him out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, ain't a white dude. I mean, that's a black dude. But you just proved the point, though. Like, uh, so it was a situation where he wasn't really wrong, but Brittany Griner is wrong. Right? Brittany Griner is. See, but it was not, yeah and no, because, again, you know what they be saying. Like, you watch football, basketball. The person that hits you, the referee don't see it, but the person that hit back, you get caught and you get thrown out the game. It's the same thing. You feel me? Like, yo, I know you talking trash, this, that, and the other. Like, it's just like when it comes to racism. Look, I don't want nobody to be saying this, that, and the other, but I'm supposed to be um, old enough or grown enough to be like, yo, like, sometimes you just got to keep it moving. Like, I got my family, my freedom. You know, I could lose my job. There's a lot of stuff that me, you, and Chris probably gonna think about before we even do go that route. You know what I'm saying? Again, when you rich, you know, you think you're above the law. So he probably thought that he was good anyway. He probably was gonna get off. It wound up being more serious than he thought. And of course, you know, people set examples on the celebrities, man. You feel what I'm saying? Anybody that's famous that got a platform or a name behind them. Like, trust me, it's not fair, but people set examples on you, you know what I'm saying, to get whatever um, way they want, you know, whatever deals. They probably got deals that they wanted to get done a long time ago, and now I'm going to use this. You feel me? You want her back? (laughs) And and, and she's wrong, so what can you say? She broke the law over here. You can't can't be like, oh, I want to go to war with her because we have an American citizen that's being held um hostage no nah, you broke the law you know what i'm saying you play guilty <laughs> like yo right hey now yeah. some people gonna be like well she was forced to play guilty but nobody told her to put that in the bag like you didn't know like it's like the people that over here in the united states they you know you're not supposed to fly with no gun i forgot my gun in my bag really oh, come on like yo you feel me for stupidity like it is what it is you got to know the laws of this, different countries there's you know when i go to jamaica or any other places like I'm not trying to do anything. I may not know the law, but I know like me just chilling here, standing here is not breaking the law. Me just having a drink is not breaking the law. Me smoking drugs, I'm breaking the law. Me, you know, doing any type of prostitution, any, I'm breaking the law. You got to be mindful of these things, even though you don't know the law, because every country have different laws. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. But um, hey, I, I still feel bad for her, though. I mean, because I don't think she thought she was above the law. I think she just thought she could get away with it, just like millions of other, <laughs> just like millions of other uh, regular Americans who are not rich like try to sneak trees through their bag or try to, you know, sneak stuff through. I mean, people try to sneak stuff through in and out of Haiti all the time or or through these Caribbean countries. These people are not cool, uh, rich people or think they're Come above on. the law. Think they're above the law. That's why they do it. I don't think she did it because of that. Like, oh, I'm above the law and they're going to let me go. She just thought she could get away with it. So when you when you think you could get away with it, what you think? <laughs> what do you call that? What do you mean? If I think I could get away with it, you have laws. You have laws in place that shouldn't be broken. You breaking that law means that you're above the law, regardless if it's small, regardless if it's big. There's laws in place. You may not agree with it. There's a lot of laws that we don't agree with that we break. There's a bunch of stuff that that are considered breaking the law, and people get away with it. You know, like jaywalking, like like wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, jaywalking. You know, stuff like that. Look, those are really like small time laws that you're not whoa, really whoa, whoa, thinking whoa. like hey i'm above the law i can do what nah, i see but look though you're look not though. thinking that in your head you're just like oh, i could get away with this so when you get caught see jaywalking is a different the seatbelt you know that we both get gave good points but for this is not both of us but again like breaking the law let me see breaking the law um i think i think cheating on your wife is against the law but people still do it that's kind of that like a. Big, I don't think that's. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah, that's, that's not law. against the law. Not, not in America. Not in America. You can cheat on your wife as much as you want in America. Nah, they, they call that locked can, up for cheating on somebody. They could nah. They could, but that's not your wife. They call it something. Damn, I wish I had it in front of me. But um, I think there's a. I think I re- it may have changed, but I think there's a law where you can't. Um, you can't you can't cheat on your your wife or you can't cheat on your husband something like that. There's another law where you can't do sodomy where you sm- smashing in, in you feel me you can't do that that's like against the, the law. Like but you can't tell minutes? you can't tell somebody what to do in 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 their household. How are you gonna know? So certain things like that I kind of understand where people be coming from. You feel what I'm saying? But again, at the end of the day, there's laws in place. We just spoke on the abortion um thing last week. You feel me? Like there's laws in place. We're not supposed to break them. If you break them and you get caught, then that's going to have certain consequences. We may not agree with that shit, but they're in place. So if I'm jaywalking and a police officer that's a crab today want to give me a ticket for jaywalking, he can give me the ticket. I'm going to be like, you're an ass. You're an asshole right now. You just like, you have nothing else to do. Yes, anybody will say that, but you know, whatever laws they have in place, he's technically right. You know what I'm saying? So with her, with the um, Brittany um, Griner situation, like, yo, you knew that um that was against the law and cool like okay no pressure like you you know but once you going on a flight everybody know on a flight yeah it's but a different like, situation. i'm pretty sure she thought like i'm pretty sure this is something that she did like before like in the united states like you can't travel with certain in certain states with drug paraphernalia but i'm united sure states she- I'm sure she got away with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she got away with it plenty of times, just like a lot I of people. I agree. So like, she was just thinking, oh, I got away with it so many times when I'm traveling from state to state as a WNBA player. Why not? Why can't I get away with this over here? Marcus. That was her mindset. Of course she wrong and she's locked up for it, 
And I know she regrets doing that now, but like, I don't think she thought, hey, I'm a rich person above the law. And, you know, that's why I should, I should be let out. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is though right now. They want her to get free. Why? You're guilty. Why is she, why is she supposed to be free right now? There's no reason why you need to be free. Well, You're supposed to do something. To I don't think she deserves 10 years reason. though. The I same reason why you feel like uh, a cop shouldn't shouldn't pull you over for for jaywalking, it's kind of the same reason. Like they're like, come on, like this is a really nah, small offense. Man. It's a really small offense. I'm not hurting nobody. You know, what I'm saying it's not like, you see, know, wait. I'm starting a war or anything. I just see, but Marcus, is a very small can you offense. agree? Can you agree that she don't deserve no ten years? No, nah, we agree on that. But we we do know that we're in the United States to serve certain privileges that we have over here that you don't have in no con not just another country, a communist country. Like, why am I thinking that I could do certain things in Cuba that I can do that I could do in the United States? Well, I think I could do certain th certain things in Venezuela and in um uh, Russia and Dubai. They say Dubai, you can't have no drugs. I think people can get life or you can go to um, um, or they could kill you. You feel know I me? Mean? It's just you gotta be mindful. Like you gotta be mindful of that. And if you, if you, you know, if you wind up not getting caught smoking a joint on the beach or whatever like that, but like, come on, you gonna really go to the airport with that in your bag? Like, you know, she probably, she probably forgot about it, maybe. But I don't know how you pack something and forgot about it. I think she just thought she could get away with it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like prostitution too, right? Prostitution is illegal in most states. But how many, how many dudes out there is out there, you know, so, you know, soliciting prostitutes or whatever like that. There's, there's people a bunch do it every day. There's a bunch everybody solicits prostitutes and they get away with it, right? Everybody solicits prostitutes. And this is why I say everybody solicits prostitutes. And the girl may not be a prostitute, but if I take you out to eat, if I'm buying you certain things, then I'm basically doing the same thing that I'll do with a prostitute. The only thing is I'm giving her cash and I'm giving you certain objects. Or materialistic thing, it's still yeah, the that, same that's, thing. That's, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna agree with you on that because you're making it seem like if I take you to dinner, then I have to get the sack. No, 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 no. You don't have to get the sack. Nah, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Just say that. Nah, I'm not with you on nah, that. Nah, nah. But you know, certain. You know, like you pull improve the uh, the point right now, or um brought up saying like real, real um that goes on like. People feel like dudes feel like if I take you out to dinner, wine and die. I seen something on like World Star or whatever one of these platforms, and there was this dude. He took her out. He spent like three, four hundred dollars on on dinner and this, that, and the other. And she said she wanna, um, she wanna go home. She, you know, <laughs> he like, what? Why you didn't say none of this before? I buy you steak and lobster and all type of, you know, like so again, you know, he, you know, he brought up. Look at the times right now, gas prices, this, that, and the other. He bringing all, he pulling out all the tricks, trying to get in them guts. You feel me? And she was, she was like, nah, you know, I'm straight. Um, I mean, I, I feel like um, she should have, um, not saying with him. But I mean, you could have you could have let him off easier than that. She just was so fresh, like like nah, you know what? Because, you know, it's like, oh, damn. I guess he learned his lesson that day. <laughs> I feel you. I mean, she doesn't really have to, but it would have been courteous if she would have said, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate all this, but I ain't sleeping with you tonight." You know what I'm saying? It's like when I go to like a strip club, right? And, and, and one of the strippers will start talking to me and I have no intentions of getting a dance at all. 
but then they'll just keep talking. I'll be like, hey, I'm not gonna dance. You know what I'm saying? And they'll be like, oh, okay. And then they move on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that way they know they don't have to keep going and investing all this time messing with me when they can go to someone else who's gonna pay them for the dance. Yeah, come on, man. Like we over here for the drinks, the pool, pool table, and you know, like, no, like, no, we like, I don't understand the whole lap that situation in, in a script club anyway, because you're not gonna get me all riled up over here looking, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? My other, my other, my other brain is over here, like, you know, like what's going on? You feel me? And then she get up, and then you gotta sit that keep keep seated for a few minutes because <laughs> you over here looking crazy down there. Nah, man, nah, man. I ain't no, no. I can't do it. You feel me? That's the biggest tease of them all. You know, if if there was if there was smart, they will do the whole prostitution situation. Like I mean, it's the same thing. At least this situation, you know, you're doing something. You feel me? No matter. Now nah, you may. Well, you may get diseases with strippers or prostitutes, but you know, regardless of the fact, I don't know how dudes can do it, but hey, it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is what it is. Everybody has a different fix, whatever that is. But I, that was, I just wanted to give that as an example for you, for your example with the guy with the girl on on the date. She should have been yeah. nice enough to been like, hey, you know, <laughs> it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel, boy, I feel, I feel the young brother trying to, you know, trying to make it in life. And he just over there spending all his coins on something that he's never going to get, you know? Yo, just, have just you ever done this before? Women out there, just be courteous. Just be a little bit more straight up with guys so they know where they stand. But, but you may not even need to be straight up because I ain't going to lie, though. You feel me? I did this before when I was like out with a, a chick. This is way before I even met my wife or whatnot. Um, and like I'm vibing with her and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the the mood you feel what i'm saying like i you know i wasn't feeling her you know what i'm saying so i, I text one of my homeboys <laughs> i say call me right now pretend like something important just happened that i gotta leave right now <laughs> but don't 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 call me right now because she see me text you call me in like five seven minutes you know what i'm saying <laughs> he called me like yo you gotta come through man da, 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 da. and i you know <laughs> broke off and you know of course i blocked her after you know, I think I seen her like six years later and she gave me the worst eye in the world. I'm like, you can't remember me? Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it is what it yeah. is. You do something like that. You feel me? Tell me, tell me like, oh, oh, my, my, my child called or, or do what I did. You feel me? Like, don't leave him over there on red like that. He's going to be feeling some type of way. Like, no, yeah, come on, yeah. man. But hey, you know, sometimes the most evilest people be women because women know exactly what to do to hurt your feelings. She probably knew what she like. Come on, man. This dude over here thinking I'm going to give him these guts, man. I'm going to over here and order the biggest steak, biggest lobster, and you're going to take me <laughs> to the crib. <laughs> right, right. Which I, I do. I do agree is wrong. You know, like if you're doing it just for that, I mean, I mean, it, it's wrong in the principalities of things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the principalities of things is wrong. I mean, technically, they don't have to do anything because it's a come up for her. Maybe she hungry. You know, maybe she ain't never had a, a steak dinner or a lobster dinner in her life. And she was like, dang, mm -hmm. this is my opportunity. Let me let me live my life, you know? But <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that type of life anymore. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. But anyways, it's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre. Give me that real sports talk. 
Um, of course, we talk about different topics as well, just like you just heard. Um, but we're really here to talk about Miami sports. So um, obviously, we're going to go into the Canes later because my mind is just like I got all this inf uh, Canes information in my, in my brain like 24-7 now. Release. Uh, <laughs> even more than before. Um, but uh, the Dolphins and the Heat, the, any, any, any news regarding them? That you well, see I, I seen a little bit on the heat and uh, on the Dolphins. Let, let me just jump on the heat first since you see the background. Um, I mean, I heard some news on KD and also on, on Mitchell. And from what I'm hearing, it don't seem like, you know, Miami um, probably is going to be able to get um, either player because in regards to Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant saying that, oh, you know, Kyle Lowry, um, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam have to be on a team if, you know, he's going to be one of these four players that's joining the team to, you know, go on a championship run. And um, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if he if he's doing that on purpose because he really don't want to come to Miami. He just want to float Miami out there because people know Miami is in contention to, you know, probably take it all the way because we just was like a few points away hitting the finals. Um, I, he probably really want to go to the Phoenix Suns. He's probably just using us as bait for the Nets um, and um, playing it like that. Uh, as far as with Mitchell. You don't, so you don't think he's coming to the Heat? I don't, you know, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just saying what, what what they say in the media right now, as far as, you know, our Winder, Winderman and other um, sports analysts that's actually covering the Heat. That's what I've been hearing. When I go on Google, that's what they've been saying is as well. Bleach Report, you know. But again, you know, um, in regards to Pat Riley, like none of our business be in the streets. So if they're saying that in the media, then obviously they don't really know what's going on because Miami don't even move like that. Normally, what what happens in Miami stays in Miami, um, especially if we we working on some type of trade. You feel me? I see Kevin Durant. He wind up going dark he's not talking to any players he's not talking to the nets he's not talking to anybody he's basically like yo do what y'all do um he's probably like i know i ain't gonna be here so there's no reason for me to even talk to anybody else i don't know you know kevin durant he moves different he moves different he got a different personality um as far as with the donovan mitchell situation um i'm hearing that the heat offered them something um i don't know exactly what they offered probably something that me and you kind of discussed on the last on podcast, but it probably offered Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and like maybe two, three draft picks, first round draft picks. Exactly. But for, <laughs> for the offer that they say Miami offered, they say it was insufficient. It was not basically what the um, Jazz, you know, had in their vision. They probably want a little bit more. They probably want Bam. They probably, you know, they probably, Bam is the core of the defense. So that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler is not going anywhere because he's yeah. basically our Those are the superstar. only two untouchables, really. That for me, you know, Kyle Lowry, you could go, but again, I mean, you, 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 the Godfather, Jimmy Butler, the Godfather to your kids. You, I'm pretty sure that you know Jimmy Butler have some type of weight in Pat Riley's ear. You know, the only person that really came to Miami. You have all these superstars that's going other places since Jimmy Butler. No one else came besides PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? P.J. Tucker is not no superstar. He's a really, really good player. You know, leave everything on the on the hardwood. But you can't you can't say he's a Kevin Durant. 
LeBron James, uh, any one of these great players, like, come on, man. He's not even a Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, that's not knocking Jimmy Butler, but, you know, people normally don't see Jimmy Butler in that light. Over here in Miami, we think he's, he's the truth. I, I really think he should be a little bit more consistent with his jumper. But everything else, like, man, he's on point. The last two years, I really can't complain about him. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing really to complain about. But um, being insufficient, I don't know. And I hear Donovan mention, Mitchell asked the Jazz, like, what do you plan on doing? They're talking about, oh, we want to build around you because they got so much. But then um, they just um, let go of Rudy Gobert? Exactly. But they wanted to be Rudy Gobert and him been having a problem since the COVID situation when when um, Mitchell felt like uh, Rudy Gobert basically gave him and the rest of the team COVID. Right. COVID. So he been felt some type of way since then. They haven't been on the same page since then. But um, when they actually traded him, Rudy Gobert, um, they got like so much um, draft picks behind them. So I guess they're saying that the draft picks that we got from him and I guess another player that they wind up um, trading, we can build around you. But I don't know if Mitchell, 25, is trying to be waiting for these rookies and, you know, right. like, and then I'm 28, 29, nine, now I'm in my prime. And I don't know if these young fellas going to go ahead and make me hit that that right. next level. Like you got to understand, you still you you still dealing with um Clay and Steph Curry. You got LeBron James probably going to be with Kyrie Irving. I mean, you got the Boston Celtics and they wind up signing um Gallinari recently. You got all these different teams that's building. It's kind of discouraging because, you know, I'm seeing everybody else get all these players and Miami hasn't really done anything yet in the offseason. But for me, I'm looking at it like, yo, if if I don't care how long as we wait, you feel me? If we could get Mitchell or um, Kevin Durant in a reasonable um, like price, I don't want to throw away the whole team behind these people. Probably Mitchell, but yeah. not Kevin Durant. Nah. But so so for me, you know, I don't know how it's gonna look. But again, it's the whole reason why. Like, is Big Bank take Little Bank? Little Bank is the Utah Jazz. Big Bank is big markets like the Miami Heat. We may not be like LA or New York, but we're one of the major markets. You know what I'm saying? So, and especially all these tech companies is moving down here. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot more um, eyes in Miami. You know, everybody want to move down here already. You know what I'm saying? So um, if, if Pat Riley's playing chess, I think that he's probably going to wait as long as he can to get, it's kind of like what happened with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, you know, yeah. Baker don't want to be That's over here. I want to talk about. <laughs> y'all acting about all these, all y'all want all this, that in the oven. Everybody know he's not going to play for you. Baker Mayfield is somebody like he, he hold his emotion on his sleeves. He's not going to, he's not going to be the nice guy just because of the media. He's been like that since, since college, you know, he, he hold a lot of grudges behind people that thought that he was not going to do anything. Especially I'm playing when I'm hurt. And then you do me green like this, you feel me? And make it seem like I'm just trash. But the year before I was over here doing all type of work in the NFL. So again, I think the same thing is going to happen over here. And in regards to the Baker situation, notice he just got traded for fifth round pick. They didn't have to give away nothing. Why? Because you know that he don't want to be there. Same thing that happened with James Harden when he didn't want to be in Houston. Look, he's going to kick. He's going to fight. He's going to scratch. He's going to scream until he get out of that situation. And I think that same thing going to happen with Kevin Durant. Same thing going to happen with Kyrie. Same thing going to happen with Donovan Mitchell. And I think that the Miami Heat, 
if if everybody else go ahead and make all these moves, they won't have the money um, or the, the 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 assets because you already spent those assets on these other players that you 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 wind up picking up these last few days or last few weeks, and you didn't you didn't stay course like Pat Riley, and then Pat Riley got all these assets that we could go ahead and give away to get these players. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on what you said, I feel like you just basically informed me on the whole situation. I still feel like we got Kevin uh, a chance to get Kevin Durant based on what you said. And I still feel like we got a chance to get Donovan Mitchell based on what you said, because you got to wait until the smoke clears a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And and just kind of wait. But some dominoes are going to fall here and there. GMs and, and, and presidents like 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 Pat Riley are just kind of waiting to see what dominoes are going to fall. I did see that Damian Lillard extended a contract with, uh, with the trailblazers. Oh, yeah. He extended a contract with the with the trailblazers. So he's going to be there. So 60 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, even for him, Damian Lillard and I love Dame time. Um, but, but that means that that could be a destination for these big fish that are out there, especially Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant, you you put you can put some pieces around Dame and maybe they could do something. But you're going to have to put a lot of pieces around Dame. And $60 million is a lot of money to be paying one player. And then you're going to pay close to that for KD. I'm not sure if that's really going to work either if Kevin Durant really wants to win a, a ring because everybody's talking about Steph Curry right now. And I think the reason why he left Golden State is because he didn't want to have that conversation to be about Steph Curry, um, you know, you know, that dynasty over there. And now that they won a championship, he's like, oh, damn, I thought I was going to be, I, I thought I was going to win my own championship here in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's not working out. I need to go to a better team because they, they about to lap me, you know, with, with rings. So I, I think he, I think he definitely wants to go to a winning team. And I think the two best winning teams from what I hear is is Phoenix and the Heat. And they're both they're both similar teams because they both um you know as far as success from last season, you know, both really successful, both had a chance to make it to the finals, um, but didn't make it um because of injuries, basically. And Kevin Durant is is, is that missing piece. And I think the Heat still have a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Riley comes up with something and and somehow, you know, convinces Kevin Durant to come down to to, to, to Dade County, to Canes County. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So, you so, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, it's it's interesting. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna take some time because I think they have to work out the numbers, see what players that they're gonna, you know, bring in. Um, because we're obviously going to let go of some players, so which means we have to probably pick up some players or move some players up from the G League like we do. So I did see that we uh, re-signed Caleb Martin. That's you know? you so that, that was a, that's, that's a good move because Caleb Martin is, a, is an athletic player, and he just doesn't get a lot of minutes. And you saw when he did get some minutes, like in the playoffs late, he produced, you know what I'm saying? He just needs to get in a rhythm and he shined during the season because it was during the season and he just 
had more opportunities to kind of get into the rotation. So I like I like the fact that they kept him. He plays good defense. He run he, he can run the floor and he's athletic and he can shoot threes. So he's definitely a, a valuable asset to keep. And that's all I saw as far as who, who he kept. I mean, we already talked about Oladipo last time. Mm-hmm. Um, staying with the Heat and Deadman also staying with the Heat. What's the word on Haslam? Is he going to take up another roster spot? I don't know. They haven't spoke on Haslam, but you already know Haslam is not too hard from too far from the stadium, too far from from Pat Riley's office. He's like everybody call him OG. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I mean, Spolster respects him. You know, he was he was he he got one of the first rings in Miami. You know, with Shaq and and, and Wade. You know. Now, again, as far as with Pat Riley, you know, like, come on, man. Like, it, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, him do anything because, like, nobody thought we was going to get Shaq. Nobody thought we was going to get LeBron and Bosh. Nobody thought we was going to have Shaq, Bosh, and Wade because Wade was thinking about going to Chicago then, supposedly, you know. So, so again, you know, when it comes to – when the smoke clear, um, like um, what you said earlier, you know, like, I think that the Miami Heat going to wind up doing something – that they're supposed to do as far as with these people that they wind up sign signing, like as far as Caleb Martin, I love the sign, but I wouldn't be surprised if they added him on in a package for um, any of these players. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, now you got the rights to them. You got two years for this year or for this guy. You got one year for this guy. You got another three years for this guy, you know? So again, at the end of the day, like you can't just be like, Oh, nah, I'm not going over there. Nah, you know, we own the birds rights to you. We could trade you. And we could get who we want. Hopefully that don't happen because, again, like you said, in the playoffs, Caleb Martin was doing his thing. You know, he was gaining some minutes, um, looking like somebody that should have just been on another team, like starting, you know, but just because he's behind so many other better players or players that's been in that role already, you know, Miami is habit, you know. So um, sometimes people don't like change. And, hey, it is what it is. Hey, um. I got all the faith in Pat Riley for, for various reasons, but mainly because you remember Tyler, Tyler Johnson, I think his name yep. was yep. Tyler Johnson, bro. Do you remember that contract? That contract was crazy for a player that was on the bench and somehow Pat Riley found a way to move him in that contract. You know what I'm saying? Move him? For a Where player move him? that just disappeared like poof after you left the heat. You know what I'm saying? Look where they, where, so look where they traded him. That, he can find a way. Where did they trade him to? They traded him to Brooklyn. And that's the thing that that it could be a bad taste in the mouth because exactly what you said. This guy was balling when he went to the Heat. Crazy contract. Well, the reason why we gave him that contract was because um, the Nets offered him a contract. And if we didn't match the contract, he would have went to um, Brooklyn. And I think that's exactly what happened. I don't know if we paid him. I think that um, it's either we paid him or we traded him, but he wound up going to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and I haven't him. heard from we him. paid him and traded him. Oh, see, now. And they, and they, well, and I guess we traded him to the team that wanted him because, you know, this is the reason why the Brooklyn Nets and these New York teams suck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At the top, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, and matter of fact, um, before I forget, like I did watch Winning Time. I listened okay. to my boy Marcus okay. and watch Winning Time. Five. What'd you think? I'm like, look, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. I'm over here just thinking like, <laughs> while I'm watching it, I'm over here thinking like, damn, 
can they do something like that about the big three in Miami? Yes. You know what I'm yes. <laughs> I started thinking about everything. I was like, they should have did this for the Chicago Bulls. Yes. Uh, Dynasty. They should do this for the Hurricanes. I mean, yo, it'd be be crazy. The way they just did it was just perfect. And just cinematography, cinematography wise, it was just really well put together. The actors really did you get to um did you watch the whole season? The whole thing. Won the whole won the championship. So what do you think about uh Pat Riley's character? I think Pat Riley character was straight because when I looking at the other guy, the one that um the head coach at the time that that didn't want Pat Riley and the, and the other guy to continue, yeah. I think Pat Riley got a lot of his coaching style and swag from that guy because I'm looking at that guy. That guy have his hair slipped back. Pat Riley didn't have that before. Only time Pat Riley hair was like that was when he was choking the guy out for not, you know, um, sticking up to for him or something like that. And he had him in a tub, you know, and when, when you know, had the, yeah. the, the, the um, actual shower on. When he yeah, did yeah. like that, then I was like, okay. <laughs> but besides that, the rest of the actual series, he looked like a hippie. He looked like somebody that be smoking trees all the time, doing yeah. this, that, and the other. And if you compare him to the head coach, the head coach with the slick back hair, with the, with the shades, I don't normally don't see... Do us do we do we even see do you remember Pat Riley with shades or anything like that? Shades? Nah, not only like when they're on a parade, but oh yeah, because you know, like compared, I'm like, them shades look like Pat Riley. But the whole thing about pushing the offense, defense, all that, that's from that guy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm over here, like, you know, I'm I'm over here in my head, like, damn, is he trying to do the triangle? Is he trying to do this? He trying to do nah. And then I was like, okay. I understand where Pat Riley, you know, because Pat Riley, he want to outwork the opponent. And this is the same thing that the other dude is saying. So I'm like, yo, Pat Riley took the, not took, but because he, well, he took the guy's um, philosophy and perfected it because the guy um, didn't get to perfect it himself because 20 games in, he wound up getting into that, that accident. Accident, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But amazing yeah. movie, Bob. Well, uh, I appreciate your wife for telling me about that damn yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was series. Really good series, really good acting. Um, Magic's character is on point. Like, I felt like that was Magic for real. Um, I felt like that was Pat Riley. Like, his, like, you could tell, like, he was that type of guy in those days. Like, really laid back, chill, but, like, somebody you can relate to, like, like a player's coach. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely like, like, that show a lot and um and then watching um jerry bus's lifestyle you know you know it was like that i know it's like a dramatization like they said but you know it was like that <laughs> i think i think it was like that as far as with kareem i was like damn you know this um you know i didn't know that he was a crab like that like me i wouldn't be drinking yeah bring you orange juice every day like morning he, newspaper all, all right, he was that. also like not happy with his character and how it was portrayed though um just like jerry jerry west's uh character so See, but damn um, like you think that you think that you think that um it's just kind of like jordan when jordan did the last dance you think jordan gonna throw negative shit on there by himself no it's it's always different when other people tell you about yourself that's when the truth really come out you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's out of you. You like, yeah, yeah, I messed up. It's kind of like with the NWA thing. You know, you had Dre on 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 the on the scene. You had Snoop. You had a, 
even though Snoop was not on NWA, he was there to like give his two cents. Ice Cube was there to get, you know, you had your son playing you, this, that, and the other. So again, at the end of the day, I think these people are just people that's worried about the image compared to when it's NWA. They want to be that macho person, this, that, and the other. But if you talking about these people that have all these sponsors behind them, it's like, this is really you? Who are you, Magic? Who are you, Pat Riley? Who are you, Jerry West? Who are you, Kareem? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I mean, I look at Larry Bird and I'm like, Everything that I thought about Larry Bird, I'm like, I knew you was racist. <laughs> am, am I lying? Am I, am I lying over here, please? I, I mean, I don't think he was racist. I mean, I don't think he was racist. No, I don't uh, think he was racist. Come you know on. what I'm saying? But I think the world nice. definitely was siding with Larry Bird. I mean, not the, not the world, but America was 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 siding with me. You need to watch that thing again because my whole thing think, is I don't think it was racist. I don't think he is. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. He was racist. He just wasn't like Donald Trump, where um he gonna tell you about yourself. You gonna be like, all right, this person's this way, this person's that way. No, he what they call it like. Like, come on, man. You know when somebody is racist, like Marcus, like just being like, forget the show. Just go on his character. Being at that time, 1979, 1980, you have yeah. the Boston crowd calling them uh, 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 um, the N-word, calling them on top of different things. Yeah, I believe that happened, but I don't and you, think- and, 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 But you giving, me that, you giving me that racist. same energy. You giving me that same energy. The only thing that he didn't do was say the N-word. But anything that 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 you could feel, be like, man. No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm not gonna put him in a box like that. I mean, it could be true. Could be, you know, a lot of white people who grew up during that time had different views. Uh, but you know, I'm not gonna just say outright that the boy was racist. You know, like. Oh uh, no, I'm not saying he was outright racist. But if I'm looking at it, looking at the actual um show, it looked like he was racist. He didn't have to say the n-word for me to feel that come on man we black yeah, like I mean, if i see the show, the show is 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 doing that because that's more entertaining to, to yeah it is more entertainment but even when i used even when i ain't a lot of when i when i used to see him i used to think that you know what i'm saying and then <laughs> and then now i promise to god i promise you feel me and then now seeing it i'm like damn he really is racist that's what i got from it <laughs> you know what i'm saying i had a perception of him that i couldn't validate i'm watching this and it's kind of validating what i thought all along even though he didn't say the n-word i hear you i hear you i hear you you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah but, but, but great yeah, movie. Uh, bring it back movie. to uh yeah great show bring it back to uh pat riley hopefully he pulls it out that's pretty much it as far as heat talk is concerned. We're just waiting until we get the news. You know what I'm saying? We're going to text each other and say, <laughs> KD's in Miami. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Now. But what else, what else you saw happen this week? got the Miami Dolphins. You got the Miami Dolphins. It ain't too much about the Dolphins, but I know you're going to like this. It's about two. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, um... <laughs> You know, Tyreek Hill, he has his his podcast that he, you know, I think he's been running numbers or or he using the right the right topics because everybody flocking to 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 um his topics. And especially when he talking about Tua, everybody's gonna run to it. And you know, of course, me, I ran to it because I'm a Tua now. You feel me? I'm one of those individuals. You feel you me? Now 
Huh? You said you're a what? Two or nine. You know, that's what they call them. Two or nine, a two or fan. Yes, I am a fan. You feel me? Unlike my co-host over here, Marcus Benjamin, he may like the Dolphins, but I don't know if he like Tua. Make you me a me? fan this year. Make me a fan this year is all I'm okay, saying. Okay. See, that's going to be the good thing. I'm going to, when Tua wind up showing us and showing you specifically that he's exactly what we thought he was, which is one of the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL, then I'm only going to talk trash to you for like a day or two. You feel me? And then it's going to go back to, yes, you feel me? I ain't going to throw no more shade. You know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to say something on the podcast. I'm definitely going to say something when we out. But I'll leave it right then and there because I know truly you're a Dolphin fan. And all you really want is the Dolphin to be successful. So that's why you're getting a pass right now. But Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill basically saying what you were saying. I'm like, damn. What do you mean? He's like, this is the year that Tua, he has no other year. This is his, his, his final time to prove that yeah. he's the quarterback or he could be a quarterback that could lead the Miami Dolphins to the championship or to the promised land, however people want to call it. And... I really agree too. Even though I like Tua, I like the Dolphins more. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just being real. I like okay. Tua, but I like the Dolphins more. I've been years of suffering. You know what I mean? Years of suffering. You've been suffering longer than me too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Suffering. Yeah. So just the plain fact that he said that, that's more pressure. And I like that he said that. I like that he said that Tua is accurate. You know, the one, you know, one of the most accurate quarterbacks. You know, in the NFL, the numbers don't lie. You feel me? Um, I'm happy he said that, but he also put more pressure on Tua, meaning like, yo, we got two first-round picks this upcoming season. You know what I'm saying? And we could get TVD, any of these prospects that's probably going to be balling this year in college on um, football. Um, but yeah. Tua, this is the last time, you know? Yeah, like, this, this is the year yeah. for, for your boy, Tua. And I did see something online uh this week where Tua I think he was might have been on might have been on Tyreek's um uh, podcast yep, he and, was and he was like he 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 said like yeah um you think we should go you know throw and 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 practice or something like that he said something like that and Tyreek looked at him like bro you're the quarterback you tell us what to do. If you tell us to be somewhere, we're going to be there. So what I gathered from that was, it, is this guy really ready to be a leader? You know what I'm oh saying? Oh, my God. Is, is, he, <laughs> is he really ready to be a leader? Because if my number one receiver, who does he have to be the alpha dog in the room? No, that has to be the quarterback. Because he has Not command of, of the offense, at least the offense. The, the, the alpha dog has to be the quarterback. Like, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, we're still in this game. We can win it. No, hey, no, make no. a play for me. Hey, you know, oh. all I need you, all I need from you, O-line, is to give me three seconds. And no. we can score. You know, he's got to be that guy. And no. if you're saying stuff like that, then that makes me doubt – if you are that alpha dog and why, why is Tyreek Hill, somebody who just came here or just come to the Miami dolphins is has to instruct you on, 
on commanding a team. You've been playing quarterback all your life, QB one. Come on. Like, Look, I, man. I, I just I, feel like it just puts doubt in people's heads, Dolphins fans worldwide. Like, is, no, is, just is you. <laughs> no, the they just put the doubt in your, in, your, in your head because you've been had doubt in your head. So that's all it did. People like me, it didn't do anything. It didn't sway me any direction. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like, the season's going to prove what it proved. You know, regardless of what I think, regardless of what you think, hopefully or most likely it's going to be me, Western Dominance, being right on tour. But, again, at the end of the day, I'm just like, yo, what do you expect? Like, he, well, you didn't think that Tua knew the questions that he was going to ask? You really thought that? No! Like, it's not like our podcast where we just ask questions randomly and then we get a real answer. No, that was all choreographed, man, to put more doubt in people's eyes and ears and, and brain like yourself. Why? You know why? what I'm saying? Because I don't want nobody to think that Tua's good. I want everybody to think that he's still trash so we can steal a few games in the beginning. Start the season off with two, three games that we won because these people thought like you and thought that he was not on uh, what we thought he was. You know what I'm saying? And then we can sneak a game or two. You got to understand, we like we start against New England and other teams. Like, come on, man. I, we can't I, play I, like I, that. We got to steal I, these I was, games. I was just going to say that, too. We all start against New England and and who? Mac Jones to start. And if he can't and, 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 out, and Lamar, Mac Jones and we play Lamar next game. And I think I think we matter of fact I think the first few games we I think we start what um, I could look up the schedule right now. Yeah, look, look it up. But I think that we're playing New England first. We're gonna be playing Baltimore, and we're gonna be playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati. No, they no, just I, I got it right now. It's, it's New England. Baltimore is the second game away, uh -huh. and then Buffalo at home. Oh my God! So you want to start zero and three and or three guess, and zero? Guess who's after that? The Bengals. Is the fourth See, game? The, <laughs> come on, man. So come on, we gotta start at least two and two. Two and two, we gotta at least start in two and two. We can't be zero and four. We can't be. We can't that's a, be. That's a tough way to start, right there. That's exactly. Tough. That's the perfect way to start. You feel me? Because if you start off in the beginning, it's kind of like with the University of Miami, some a team that we're gonna talk about in a second. Be doing. They start off with Texas A and M, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the the um, North Carolinas. You know what I'm saying? And then that's going to test who we are. If we start with trash and we and we over here thinking that we good because we be the trash team and then we go play one of these powerhouses and then they kick us in our teeth and show us that you ain't nothing, you over here playing teams like the Bengals and Detroit, that win don't mean nothing. So start with these good teams. And even if we lose, how do we lose? Did we lose with three points? Did we lose because of a fluke, something that happened? That's what we said with the yeah, Kings last me, time. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. It, what if we if we stop, start out, I hate to say this, God forbid, but if we start out 0-4 with that schedule and they're, and, they're all close, and they're all close games, what you going to say? Was Tua the fault? Was Tua the reason why they lost, or was it the defense? If they're all close games – then that means what kind of close games we're not talking about low court close games 16 points we're talking about 32 to 30 32 to 29 okay. but if it's a close game like that that means Tua probably had a chance to win it at the end how why Tua mean, had to be the one that had a, chance, had a to chance to win it at the end 
Oh, this man. is gonna be fun this season, bro. Like nah, we're gonna man. be going back and forth on this. Hell yeah. Every week. Every <laughs> like, week. He got he got the chance to win the game every time. And he let's say he fails every time. What you gonna say? You still gonna be a two two and on? What what you said? Nah, nah. nah. You remember, like I nah, what I told you, I like the dolphins. I love I like Tua, but I love the dolphins. You know what I'm saying? I okay. I like Tua, but I love the Dolphins. So like I'm gonna go ahead and agree with with what the Me? Dolphins choose to do. No, okay. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, yeah. I know you see. Look at him over here. Already want to say me? No. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm gonna be hearing this bull all season. But nah, my whole thing is like, look. First, I disagree with what you're saying. The quarterback needs to be the one in charge. You know who needs to be the one in charge? The head coach. The head coach needs to be the alpha dog, especially if you're a brand new coach. You're a rookie head coach. You need to be the alpha dog one. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the one that's, that's you know, the puppet master. He tells Tua what he should be doing. Now, again, at the end of the day, Tua's supposed to be telling people at a quick pace where they need to be. But I shouldn't tell you, need to tell you where you need to be because you in practice just like me. Like, come on now. So, again, it's just like, it's just like delay of games, I blame on Tua. Certain things like that, I blame on Tua. But, like, I can't say that he need to be the alpha dog. Like, come on, man. Look at X-Man. X-Man is the – he's the defense alpha dog, but he ain't an alpha dog because he quiet. But just because you quiet, that don't mean that you ain't no alpha dog. You know what it is. Sometimes the silent people, the people that's quiet, they be the scariest one, the most dangerous is one. And you see what's what's happening with X-Man and certain people like that. They quiet and they and they get the job done. That's what Tua's going to do. He's going to get the right. job done. You right. feel me? Right. We'll see, man. We'll see if your boy gets it done this season. I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start, man. But um, another season that that we are waiting to start is uh, the hurricane season, of course. And I, I want to make this transition because I've been doing my research. I've been doing all kinds of stuff, um, preparing for for this season. Did you know that Coach Gaddis coached Tua in college? <laughs> You didn't know that. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, so he that. got some tickets to the game. It was that it was that year that um um he had actually um both Jalen Hurts and Tua. But Tua started most of the season and it was the year that he got hurt. It was the year oh. that he got hurt. Remember when he had that hip injury? Yeah, so when they when they Josh landed Gattis on his body. The, yeah, Josh Gaddis was actually the OC or or the uh or the passing game coordinator. One, one, one of the two like that. I was just like, dang. And then I look back too, like he he coached Hackenberg at Penn State, who is trash now. Everybody thought he was going to be great because in college he was good. And then he got to the NFL and was trash. So that makes you think like, damn, so Gaddis made this guy look good. And then he moved on to McSorley. Um, uh, he was more of a running quarterback. So he's got experience with a running quarterback. And a and a uh, a drop back pass. Then he goes to Michigan, totally turns them around offensively, who who couldn't do anything offensively, um, and had a I think an average quarterback in Shea Patterson at quarterback, but was able to get them to the playoff somehow. Now you put him in a situation with a proven quarterback, a rebuilt, basically a rebuilt uh, offense rebuilt coaching staff basically a, a new 
Miami, you know, and this, this man, the sky's the limit of what this offense can do with this guy, Josh Gaddis. And he's out there recruiting too. He's also the receivers coach as well, which is why he's able to get these receivers locked in early for the, for the recruiting class to, to get, you know, speedsters like Ray Ray and Robbie Washington. And next up, either okay. it's probably going to be, um, it's probably going to be Hakeem Williams, possibly. Um, I spoke to Hakeem Williams yesterday at the seven on seven tournament. And he said that the fact that Gaddis is also a wide receivers coach is a once in a lifetime opportunity for him. That's what he said. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying exactly what he said from, from, the, from the horse's mouth. And you can read the story on, on canescounty.com. And he's still trying to get other receivers as well. Will Fowles and other dynamic receivers in, in, in the mix as well. Um, Andy Jean, uh, former decommit. He decommitted when he decommitted from Miami because the former wide receivers coach was basically fired or, you know, because of the new coaching staff. So these kids, they develop a bond with the coach. And so when that coach left, he was like, nah, I'm going to open up my recruitment. But he just put out his top five last week and Miami's in the top five. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with our boy, Andy Jean, who plays out of Miami Northwestern. He's been a, been a great player for years over there at the West. Um, so the wide receiving and recruiting has been great, but recruiting overall has been spectacular as, as usual. We saw Jaden oh, Wayne, Jaden Wayne, a five-star defensive end. To me, he looks mm -hmm. just like Jason Taylor, like the way he looks like physically. And what he does on on the field already in high school, he's the same size as Jason Taylor right now, and he's only like eighteen, got to be 17, 18 years old. The same size. Same size as Jason Taylor right now. <laughs> you know, he's like two four six six two forty five, something like that. So, so and he's he's going to be learning from who? Jason Taylor. Hall of Famer. <laughs> at Miami, former Dolphin, Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer, as Wes said, uh, is the defensive analyst at Miami. And that's part of the reason why he committed uh, to the University of Miami. And then also we got, you know, Francis Malgoa out of uh, IMG, Riley Williams, the tight end, you know, who I said in last, I believe the last podcast that I already told you that he was committing to the U tomorrow exclusive on the Mark West Sports Podcast, Raul Aguirre committed to Miami. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Linebacker, he's originally from Miami. He's originally from the crib, moved to Atlanta and, you know, did, um, played high school in Atlanta, four-star linebacker. He's an inside linebacker, too. That's the Puerto Rican? I think he's Puerto Rican. I think he, I think he might be Puerto Rican. I know he's Hispanic, for sure. Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he seems from what I'm hearing, you know, from, you know, sources, he's, he is going to be locking in with Miami tomorrow. Um, they and definitely he's a four-star? Four-star linebacker. Yeah. Four-star inside linebacker. Some uh, position Miami desperately needs depth with. Yes. Because to be honest, 
when this when this season starts, it's gonna be it's gonna be Corey Flag and probably Wesley Bassaint, you know, who just just come to Miami is probably gonna wow. be kind of is, is probably gonna be playing in in that at, at that other linebacker position. Um and to get a linebacker like that right now is, is just great, you know, and he hasn't even taken an official visit yet. You know, like, I don't know if you know, Wes, but every player has five official visits that they could take. Um, official visits is like basically all the focus is on you during the visit. You know, they take you out, you know, to places, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, a lot of things happen on these recruiting trips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what and I think the he wants just the women the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Did you see that video about like the team? Like the team went out. Like yeah, yeah. I see him on that on that on that high speed boat looking like Thunder in Paradise when Hulk Hogan was on right. that boat. You feel me? Like I'm like yeah. yo, it looked like I was on a boat. You know, I'm over here enjoying <laughs> seeing them over there. I'm like, damn man, that's good because you know recently we was just on the yacht. So I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what they're going through. I'm loving every moment of it. Soak it in. Hopefully all you guys not even from um, anywhere where they have uh, a beach that's not miles and miles away. Hopefully y'all only have a pool. So when he, they did take you to, to that little boat ride or jet boat ride, whatever they call that, like, yo, hopefully I could soak that in because I was like, look, it's like they was recruiting me. You feel me? I was <laughs> excited. You feel what I'm saying? But yeah, exactly right. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was it was good to see that video. The recruits see that, you know, they're they're gonna want to come to the crib. So um, so yeah, uh the other player that we gotta look out for is Jaden Bonsu, who is like this kid's explosive, bro. Like this kid comes with bad intentions. You know, he he comes and rock, he comes and rocks you. Yeah, he's safety. Safety. You know, like he comes and rocks you. And he's from Jersey. And from from what I everything's being kept kind of quiet about his recruitment because you know, Ohio State is 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 in is in the uh race for him. But from what I hear, it's trending towards, you know, in the right direction for Jaden Bonsu. Um, so those are really kind of the the next two recruits. Uh, to kind of look out for and then the week after that you got Malik Bryant who's a four-star linebacker and then you got Peyton Kirkland four-star offensive tackle uh that are committing on the same day they they both from Orlando and they and they both come in on the same day I um I mean I'm hearing mixed re- mixed things about Malik Bryant um yesterday I heard from a source that he's not coming Today I heard from a source that he is coming. So I don't know. Like, so we'll see that that may come to the final day. But the other kid, Peyton Kirkland, lock him in. He, he's coming to Miami. That's a kid that, that had fell in love with the coaching staff a long time ago. Uh, when I say a long time ago, like earlier in the earlier in the year when I spoke to him, he told me then that Miami's got the best coaching staff in the country. He already he already knew then. Um, and this was back in maybe February or January when I saw him at uh, Under Armour camp. Okay. And so uh, since then, he's had an official visit. He was on the same official visit with Jaden Rashada, Francis Maoga, Maogoa, and Robert Stafford. All of them have committed to Miami already. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so he's the last piece on? of that uh, official 
um, visit um, group to, to, to commit to Miami. He set the date uh, July 23rd a while back. So he's committing to, on that date. So we're waiting for him. So those are really kind of the next pieces to fall. But I mean, there's more good news that I could share as well. I mean, uh, Samuel and Pemba, athlete, edge rusher, put Miami in his top seven. This, uh, and there's offensive tackle, five star, call him Pancake. Call him Pancake. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he he is he's probably the most athletic offensive tackle in this recruiting class right now. And he likes what he he sees from Miami, has Miami in his top schools. He hasn't put out an, uh, a commitment date yet, but everything seems to be trending well for Miami with him as well. And if you if you get all those players, bro, like if you just get just the ones that I said are going to commit like this week. It's just going to be like the snowball effect. And then winning, winning has to take it to this next level. You know what I'm saying? If they, they win, win these games, like first they got, they got Bethune should be a blowout. Southern Miss after that should be a blowout. And then it's Texas A&M third game of the season. So going into that game, you want to have all the momentum like in the world, you know, and make that a close game. And then after that, you got Middle Tennessee. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Middle Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Duke, Virginia. Virginia always gives us problems, for, especially as of late. You know, I know you know this, Wes. I'm not sure why, but – and Virginia's got a good quarterback, that same quarterback. Um, he's a dual-threat quarterback with the dreads. I know you That's remember That's what I hate. Yeah, he is still with, still with Virginia – and that game is in Virginia. So I'd be, I'd be kind of, you know, it could be a trap game. And then uh, you got Florida State, which I think they definitely going to beat this time because we're at home and they are mad, still mad, probably from last year losing with that garbage fourth and 14 call that we're not going to speak about because we spoke about it too many times. <laughs> They're going to be mad about that recruit that that signed, that, that signed with, um, didn't he sign with us instead of signing with them? That was a recruit that they thought that he was, going to Florida State, and last minute he changed his mind, came to Miami. They probably mad about that, too. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Miami is out recruiting Florida and Florida State, like, badly right now. You know, like Tommy Kingsler is another offensive lineman just decommitted from Florida. I I, I would say 90% he's coming to Miami. You know? <laughs> he he, want to be on the winning team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, he committed to, committed to Florida. Went on a visit to Miami, decommitted from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. So, and Yo. now he's trending towards Miami. So we'll see when he commits. But like, hey, I, I don't know what they got going on over there in, in Coral Gables, but just the ball and half got the juice right now. Yo, as far as as far as um, you know, football, you know, the Canes is doing their thing. But you remember when I sent you that video of that fourteen year old? Tyler yeah, Parker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yes. I sent that vid. I sent I sent it to you like you know the day prior. The next day he was viral everywhere. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? You know, I had to post that. But the guy is 14 years old, 295 pounds. You feel me? I'm over here like I'm over here sending it to you because I'm like, man, can he send this to anybody in the cane so they could go ahead and follow him so they could, you know, by the time I looked up, um, Coach Salavea already followed him. 
So I'm like, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, this is the type of stuff that I want to hear, that I want to see. You know, they ain't say that he's following him. I just went on the guy's page, and, you know, if you're following somebody, they're going to be like, all right, this person follows him as well. And when I, when I seen that, I'm like, all right, perfect. We good. You know what I mean? Because if Mario Cristobal hear about you, trust me, he's going to be on you continuously until he actually gets you. Or, like he said, he don't mind being in second place because you can always come back to Dade County, Kane's County, if you don't like where you're at, you know? And we don't got no state tax, so, you know, if you sign an NIL deal, I'm go to that thing on state in your bank and not go to, you know, anybody else. But, yeah, yeah man, I seen this dude, like, this dude look like a beast. You yeah. know, I'm like, he, he look like Aaron Donald or he looks bigger <laughs> than Aaron Donald. I hear people comparing them. I'm like, yo, he's athletic. He's big and he's 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen somebody like that before. If if, yeah. if you're like that, certain people are built a certain way. Shaq, Zion, yeah, like y'all freaks, y'all like LeBron. Like yeah. people don't see you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. The University of Miami, please, like, I'm asking, <laughs> asking you guys like to stay on him, be on his back, you know, and you know, if you ever get a chance to ask these questions, because I know you're going to be um, basically covering the Canes all season from now and until whenever, um, feel free to ask, have you heard about this 14-year-old, you know, <laughs> this stand sure up, you know, just, you know, because I know you say you got a good relationship with Gaddis right now, Coach Gaddis, like, if you know, I know I seen Salavea, you know, following him, but you know, put put it in, you know, Gaddis here too. Like, yo, I know you see yeah. this kid. Ooh, I know, I I know you 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 are a quarterbacks coach or a wide receivers coach, whatever it is. But um, you know, there's that you know, I am truly a Canes fan. You know what it says, CanesCounty.com. You feel me? They don't say <laughs> you know. So I'm on your side. You know, so I can kind of swim. I'm not going to swim in your direction, but I could kind of push them in your direction where you could kind of, you know, see where they're going. But, um, yeah, I, I seen that. But one thing um, they've been talking about, like, recently, like, that I'm kind of getting me confused is the, um, you know, the the big, the them spitting the divisions as far as it seemed like the ACC is done. Yeah. It looked like Florida State and Clemson's are going to the SEC with the other boys. Um, do you think Miami stay in the ACC? Because from what I was hearing on the radio recently today, this morning, it was like they're going to kind of do it like the AFC and the NFC. You're going to have like a certain amount of teams on one side and a certain amount of teams on the other side. And then when I heard that, I'm like, damn, that's the reason why Zoe wound up being general manager at the University of Miami. You know we normally the first to do it. We were the first <laughs> to sign, um, to talk about paying the players. Everybody was, you know, talking, but we were the first to actually put it on pen and paper. And I think they got the foresight that this is where it's headed. You know what I'm saying? So I think that they got the general manager, Zoe, in place because he's going to be a general manager like somebody that was in the NFL, but he's doing it for college football because I think that's where we're headed. That's what they're talking about. But if we was to go anywhere, where would you want to go? You want to go to the um, Big Ten? I think it's the, the, the SEC or I think it's the... Big Ten. I think it's the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I looked into that, that the whole thing, and it, it's crazy for a traditionalist, I guess, like myself, when it comes to college football, to see teams like, 
USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, it just doesn't make a lot of logical sense, you know, because you got these two West Coast teams going to play these Midwest teams. But it's all about dollars. And the thing is, I looked into it about Miami leaving the ACC, and they're in a contract with the ACC until 2036. Um, So in order for them to leave the conference, I think it's like 500 mil. Yep. <laughs> that they have to pay, you know, which is crazy for a university to pay that type of money, you know, just to get out of a conference. Yeah, it it would pay dividends in the long run, but in the short term, you're going to be a little bit upside down. So I don't think it's, it's going to happen um, with any of the ACC teams. Uh, which is fine because then you just get to dominate the ACC during, during, you know, and you only have to deal with Clemson and maybe Florida State if if they come back to life. So I don't actually want them to move to a different conference, but if they did, it'd be great to go to the SEC because that means you will get to play Florida every year. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. They've been fighting for years. Yeah, they yeah, who's been notorious for ducking teams, although they play not not wait, not this year, I think 2024. They play us. We played them back to back years, by the way, like coming up in like two years. Not this year, but the one after that and the one after that. And then they play UCF and they play Florida State. They play all four of the teams, all the four of the major teams in one year. I was like, okay, so y'all trying to come back now. And which, which which is great for me because I hate Florida. You know, mm-hmm. I hate I hate the Gators more actually more than I hate Florida State. Me too. And, and it means they on panic mode over there, and they get beat. They get dogged out in recruiting, bro. You know, I, I'm all I'm all over this, and they're getting dogged right now in recruiting. You know that they got a couple of guys here and there. They got a Penn State guy to flip over to them, quarterback out of Jacksonville and then they had a running back also out of Jacksonville who was pretty decent Trey on web um, commit to Florida as well but it doesn't look like this class the Miami's got and, and the Miami players that's potentially coming in is going to dominate the state of Florida right now they are just killing recruiting and this class looks great right now but 2024 could be even better that like they can have like a number one class in 2024 especially since a lot of those great players are down here in south florida yeah and i think now we got a number seven class in the nation i think you know we started in the 70s we jumped up to like 18 and i think 13 and eight i think now we're seven you know what i'm saying and 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 we still got these players that, that you already mentioned that's possibly gonna join the university of miami so if that wind up happening kid like yo me, I don't like me personally. I don't care how many of these players come over here as long as we win. I, you know, I'm on I'm on the bottom um, bottom dollar. I, 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 the the bottom line is what I worry about. You feel me? Same thing when it comes to Dolphins, when it comes to the Heat, when it comes to the Canes. As long as we win, I don't care. Now, I I would love for the game to be exciting. Interceptions here, there, everywhere. You know, touchdowns here, there, everywhere. I would love that. You feel yeah. me? But if we just win the game and always in contention, because again, we both said that we don't expect Miami to win a national championship in one year. But two, three, 
years ahead, I, I want to be in contention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we could continuously always be in contention, continuously have um, the media talking about it, because there's no way you can't talk about us. We got TVD on our actual team right now. We got one of the best, if not the best coaching staff in NCAA um, right now. How can you deny the coverage that right. we've been screaming about? You know what I'm saying? You can't deny it. And it's football. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is a football town. This is a football state. Yeah, we got the Miami Heat, but it's football, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody, kids normally play football. Yeah, here and there, if you know to stay out of trouble, you can play basketball too if you want. But majority of the time, everybody's on football, you know, yeah. from the Pop Warner all the way to high school, college, you know, to, to the um, NFL. It's all football. So again, yeah. at the end of the day, as long as we win, I don't care who it is, I don't care if TVD. You know, well, I hopefully nothing happened to him. But if something was to happen to him and anybody else step up and, you know, I don't mind. Do your thing. Catch them balls. Put a hit stick on any one of these guys. Get a fumble. Interception. I don't care as long as we win. So I right. can talk trash to all those people that said <laughs> something negative about the Kings. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And. To be honest, I don't see any reason why we are not going to be celebrating like we used to in the early 2000s, like we used to in the early 90s and the 80s. Um, there's no reason why this team shouldn't be successful in two to three years. It really, there, there really isn't no reason because you have Gaddis, who potentially, you know, may move on to something else. You never know what these coaches do. They trying to elevate their careers and you can't really be mad at them. But for now, you, you got to think Gaddis is going to be there for at least two years at, at the bare minimum. You know, so he won the award for the best recruiter. OK, he turned around an offense that, you know, as I alluded to, that was, you know, stagnant before. And then you got a defensive coordinator you've got one who's been there for a long time in Kevin Steele who coached like Auburn's and and you know just big name SEC teams who knows about the fundamentals of football and I think that's what's been missing as far as tackling is concerned because there's been an issue with just tackling you know last season I mean like couldn't watch a hurricane game without seeing the the opposition break at least four or five tackles. Um, it's about logistics. Yeah. So it was, I think that part is going to be fixed. And I think they're to, motivating the dog to come out of these players was missing as well. And I saw these coaches coach these players at Legends Camp. And Legends Camp is supposed to be like, hey, we're bringing in the alumni, you know what I'm saying? Talk to the alumni type of thing. That's supposed to be like the wow factor. Nah, this camp, they work these kids hard. Like I, I, I spoke to one of, the, one of the kids and and one of the running backs that they're looking at, Chris Johnson, one of the fastest running backs in, in Florida, if not the fastest. And he said himself, he was like, I've never been to a camp where they worked me as hard like that, you know? So they already thinking in my, in their heads, like, okay, so this coach can, can really get me to my highest greatness. You know what I'm saying? And if they're doing that with camp guys, <laughs> high school kids who are not on their team, imagine what they're going to do to their guys who are on the team. 
So they, I think they're really going to motivate these guys to really be their, the best that they can be. So you add that, you add Cristobal, who's a, a amazing, he's an amazing recruiter in himself. And then you, you already have um, DeMarcus Van Dyke, who's still, he's a guy, the guys that they kept on the coaching staff are guys who are from the crib, you know what I'm saying? Who are okay. uh, guys who, you know, these kids relate to like coach field, who's the tight ends coach who stayed getting great tight ends to come here and produce on the field. And then you got coach DeMarcus Van Dyke who DB, who um, they call him DBD used to play defensive back at the U and the kids really seemed to bond with him. And he, and he coached at the youth level in, in Miramar as well. So you got those two guys and then you bring in uh, the, the, the cornerbacks coach from Georgia coming from a championship winning squad, you know what I'm saying? And then he bring two of his boys from Oregon, the offensive line coach, Alex Maribal and Joe Salovea, the defensive tackle. So you already have the range from the West coast because you basically had three guys, including Cristobal, who are recruiting on the West Coast. That's why you're able to get a Jaden Wayne, who's from Washington State. You know, get Riley Williams, who's also from Washington State. You know, a Jaden Rashada, who's from California. They got the range like that. And then it's also going international as well. You hear the, you hear the names that we call it out. Mawagoa, Samoan, uh, Okanlola. Nigerian, Nigerian descent. They are also looking at this offensive tackle from Finland, um, Olas Alainen, you know, who's a, a 6'6 offensive tackle. You know, we're we going to be battling with, with Alabama for that guy. But it, it's almost got this international flavor, which fits perfectly with Miami. You know, we, we, we international all day right here. So I, I think Miami has all the tools to, to make a championship run at the ACC this year, make a playoff run next year, and win a national championship the year after that. I mean, everything is in the cards for that to happen. And I know you probably, you know, people who, who are not Hurricanes fans, people who are Hurricanes fans are listening to me like, yeah, I'm hyped, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But people who are not Hurricanes fans that are watching this are like, ah, oh, come on. You just being a homer, you know, um, of course you would say that type of thing, but it's just common sense though. We finally put in the money behind it. You got this coaching staff and I didn't even mention Charlie Strong, who was a, who was a former head coach, who was a co-defensive coordinator. So you got two people that you blame in, uh, uh, if, in case the defense messes up. <laughs> Okay. You know, so you got two kind of people that are, are going to be accountable for each other of what the defense does on a regular basis. And you got Strong, who's focusing just on the linebackers. You got a head coach, head coach at Louisville, Texas, and now he's just concentrating on the linebackers. Like, come on, like everything that's happening right now are recipes for success. I don't really see any reason why the Hurricanes should, I mean, the Hurricanes, this is the first season. So it's the first season. You got one recruiting class in, they're all freshmen right now. I mean, some of those Manny Diaz recruits are actually good. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, you know, was, uh, you know, 
he's a Manny Diaz recruit. Xavier Restrepo, who I'm high on, say, uh, is a you know Manny Diaz recruit. But you see what they did to that D line. That D line is totally different. You're not gonna recognize nobody on that D line except for Jafari Harvey and maybe Chance Williams. Everybody else is gonna Nesta. be a. Was that? They should have kept Nesta Silvera. But I, I think he he probably saw the writing on, on the wall and was like, "Oh, you guys, you guys are gonna bring in other guys." I'm probably not going to get starting time. I don't want to deal with that. Let me just go somewhere where I know I'm going to play. You know, I think that's probably how it played out. You never know how it really played out. But yeah, keeping Nesta would have been great. But at the same time, you bringing in guys who are are just as productive or if not, not more productive on that D-line. And then they're going to be coached up by people like, Salavea and Jason Taylor and Rod White. They got another, you know, who, who's out of, you know, the Midwest area. He's recruiting that kid, David Hicks. That's another player I, I didn't mention. David Hicks is a big five-star D tackle out of Texas um, that Miami has a chance to get. But later on down the line, because he's committing uh, during the Under Armour game, which is like in January. Um, and then they're still in contention for Kamani McClay, man. Money, money McClay, man. The, the, the number one DB in the nation. He's still, you know, we'll see how that plays out because Alabama and and Florida uh, are in the mix for him as well. But they're still in contention. And at this point, nobody's off the board, bro. Nobody's off the board. Florida, you just were saying Florida's getting muddied in the in the recruiting trail. Yeah. Alabama yeah. and Miami. You don't even need to say Florida. Florida Ohio State. Ohio State too. They they okay, okay. Miami, Ohio State, Alabama. Just take Florida completely out of the mix because <laughs> we know ain't nobody going over there. So I'm gonna be the only one that fast over here, and everybody else is <laughs> over here in Miami. Now now party over here. Let me go over there. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So Right, yeah, right. I, I, hey, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, um, like like what you've been saying, like, and what we've been saying, you know, this is what we've been wanting. We've been wanting um, Manny Diaz gone, especially because of that FSU game. And look, I remember when we was over here crabbing because we were like, damn, three months, no head coach, you know, it's December. We don't know what's going on. And look, patience is a virtue, kid. You feel me? Because like, if you know when people used to tell you that you'd be like man shut up man you just want somebody to just calm down right now no no we really seeing the fruits of the patience that the 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 canes fans been having in kane county about our university of miami we've been suffering pain for years dolphins and the university of miami you know we were comparing the o-lines we were comparing the quarterbacks (laughs) you feel me like so so just the plain fact that all of this is happening um, and you know, I, me truly, I'm happy it's happening right now. You know, while I'm a little older, you know, um, I appreciate more it more. Yeah, I appreciate it more. Exactly. You know, um, if I would have got this when I was in high school, you know, we we chasing the women, we 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 trying to party. You know, it, it, again, the beaches, the women, and the weather. There's plenty of things that we do in Miami now that we're older. Yeah, we're actually. Um, you know, a little bit more calm, a little bit more settled. You on, yeah, for you, you covering them. So you really going to be in the mix there. Me, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, like I'm covering them too, but you're actually going to be interviewing head coaches. You're going to be interviewing the, the, 
the, the players, you're going to be at the games, physically at the games. I'm probably going to be in the stands, you know, because you know I've got to buy my tickets. But regardless yeah. of the fact, you really going to be there. So I think I think that we're really going to appreciate that, um, the success more now um, compared to if we we're in our teens or if we we're in our 20s or even early 30s. You feel me? Because right now, yo, we're still young now. You feel me? I know you saying early 30s. Y'all, well, y'all 50? No, no, no. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. We're still young, but but again, we appreciate it more. And and, and I'm just waiting. I'm, I got my popcorn like T.O. and I'm ready. I'm ready to go ahead and have my Texas go out to all those FSU fans in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree 100%. And like, I definitely appreciate it more now for all the reasons that you said, obviously, since I'm in it and I'm invested in their success, basically. So when I was watching the Hurricanes, though, when I was little, you ever, you ever, I, I hate to one date myself right now, and then also show how much I love my team as a kid. You ever cried after a loss? For the University of Miami? Miami or Dolphins, he, anybody. Wayne Corbett, it was the Dolphins. It was like a one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning game. It was like five overtimes. <laughs> and we was mutting them the whole game. And Wayne Corbett won the game for him in the end. I was like, I stayed up for this damn game. <laughs> we lost. I was like, I didn't. If I did cry, which I think I did, it was crying out of frustration. You know what I mean? Like I was just so mad. I broke. I know I broke my controller to the TV that day. Um, see, but the controllers back then, you was able to put them back together and it still worked. But yeah, yeah I broke the controller. Um, threw it against the wall. I remember that shit. I came home. Was watching the game. I was working at Carvel. You know, we watching the game in the back. You know, we locked the the doors fifteen minutes early. You know, and. Um, manager drove us home. We're, we're listening to the radio from um, after we closed up. We listened to the radio when my manager dropped me off. I ran inside the house, turned the TV on to my room. You know, we had like maybe like five minutes, four minutes left in the game. You know, I still had my, my, my Carvel apron on and my hat, you know, and a bomb. In the, and I think it was that. What, what, if it was not Testa Verde, I think it was Testa Verde that day. I think I, I think I remember that game. I think it was a Monday night game. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God. Sad. I hate yeah. Like, yo, <laughs> that's one of the ones that I hated the most. As far as with the Canes, the Canes normally won when I was younger. You feel what I'm saying? So I really didn't have no really negatives to say. You feel me? Oh, the national championship game when they threw the flag half an hour later. Yeah, I, I mean, I was older, so I didn't, I didn't cry at that game. I was more mad. Yeah, I was mad. Man. Like I was like so hot, bro. Like I was like kind of when when I seen that game oh um, on winning time that you told me to watch when um, Boston Celtics was fouling them and they not calling no calls and nothing like that. I really thought about the University of Miami, G-O-D. I thought about the <laughs> University of Miami when they threw that call. I'm like, you know, can this really happen in in um, sports where it's so blatant the whole game? Like, if we talk about winning time, so blatant the whole game. 
you know, and then now, you know, you, you talk about the University of Miami, these certain places, Ohio State, Ohio State used to be trash. We don't want that made them better. Well, After they won that championship game, that's yeah. when we put them on the map. What frustrated me so much about that game is that, you know me, uh, I'm a college football nerd. So I was watching that season and they was barely winning every game. I was like, I can't believe Ohio State is still undefeated. And then they in the, and then they in the game with us. And then, you know, the most tragic injury I've probably ever seen in life is when Willis McGahee gets hurt in that game. And that that just kind of brought the morale down for the team. And then we I'm like, I can't believe we got to go to overtime with these fools. You don't think it was a cheap shot? Yeah. You don't think that they did that? I, look, I, I yeah, you see that play plenty of times. They were trying to take him out the game, and they did that. And I mean, nobody called he went him. low, and he wasn't looking. I mean. You hit, hit you went straight to his knee. You didn't go yeah. for his thigh. You didn't go for, like, his shin. You went straight to his knee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just a terrible, the terrible, terrible experience, like, that, that game. So that is, like, one of the worst losses for me. The other one for me was in 92 and so I was young watching this game and then like first off like my first real season watching a whole season like I remember each game was was in was the 89 season when we won a championship yeah I was watching I was watching football when I was like really really Really, really you know, young. I was watching, and this was when when I was living in New York. I was still a like, fan. I was of ten years, nine years old, and I had a a hurricane um um shorts hat shirt. Took that to <laughs> Haiti. You feel me? Like I, I still remember that. You know what I'm saying? Like Haiti. yeah, I took that. Look, we went to Haiti, vibing, chilling. You know what I'm saying? That was my favorite outfit, and of course they, you know, my family over there kind of hid it from me or kind of stole it from me. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I've never seen it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was first at '89, then we won. It was you know dominated whatever, dominated that whole season. '90 was a year where they lost the first game to BYU. First game to BYU where they shouldn't have lost, and I was mad. But I was like, all right, it's the first game of the season. Maybe we could still win a championship. I think they ended up losing another game that season. So they ended up playing Texas in a bowl game. And if you watch the U documentary, that's the one where they just like mudded Texas and and they uh, was dancing all over the field or whatever, and they left. Um, and then the next year they won a championship again in 91. That was with Warren Sapp and them boys. And then they were going for back-to-back. In '92, you know, undefeated, played in in the national championship game um, against Alabama, and we were favored. They were undefeated as well, and Alabama waxes waxes us in this game, <laughs> like destroys us in this game. Like that's when I realized how much I love the team. Cause it ripped, it ripped my heart out, bro. It ripped my soul out of my body. What this team, a bunch of nobodies, we had, you know, superstars on our team in 92. And like, just to see that happen, I was just like, I can't believe that. And this is when uh, Toretta actually won the Heisman. Our quarterback at the time, Gino Toretta, Gino Toretta won the Heisman that year. And 
it was the Heisman jinx. I think that's when the Heisman jinx started because ever since then they were like, if you win the Heisman, you're probably not going to win a championship, you know, which ended up changing later on with other teams. But like, that was the one game that made me cry. I was just like, damn, man, this was like, it was just heartbreaking, bro. I was just like, I can't believe this happened. And then the other worst loss in my life is like my dad, who, who was, you know, in and out of my life, I guess you could say, actually took me, he took me to some Hurricanes games though. And at the time, my sister was going to the, was, uh, she went to the school. Uh, my, my sister graduated from UM. So, so yeah, so she went, we, we all went to this game and it was against Washington. I'll never forget this game too, because you probably know this, we have a 58 game home winning streak. 58 straight home games we won. And I had to go to the game that we actually we lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> we actually <laughs> lost, bro. Like I just I just I can't I I still remember vividly that game and what happened and just like my heart crumbling watching what was happening. And and the the whole stadium too cuz back then like the Orange Bowl was like rocking you know and but everybody was like baffled perplexed uh they were just like what is going on right now so them two them two losses made me really appreciate winning you know what i'm saying because i was used to i was used to hurricanes winning like pretty much all the time every other year i know we the championship game or we close to it but then when that happened i was like oh we actually can lose like for real <laughs> you know what i'm saying like to to what to just a regular team too because i don't think washington was was like a team that um actually that we split the national championship with washington in 91 um that game was i think in maybe 94 or something like that so what the hurricanes doing now is my point is but what the hurricanes doing now yes bro I'm appreciating every moment, especially living through probation in the nineties, us coming back. I, I, you know, I definitely appreciated the old one squad and then living through the Ponzi scheme era, Nevin Shapiro, golden Al golden era, like going through all of that to be here. And then to Manny Diaz, to, to Randy Shannon, just, just, you know, just, a bunch of dysfunction for so long for us to finally be where we are now, finally have the money invested, finally going to build some facilities that are going to compete with all the major programs. Makes me feel like I got, you know, 20 years putting back on my life and I'm back watching TV in 90, 91, you know, saying watching the hurricanes. That's how I feel right now. And that's how I feel a lot of hurricanes fans feel as well going you know, into the crazy the thing the crazy thing is you was you was watching the canes back then and now you're covering the canes that's why now. it's a dream that's why it's you a dream. know what i'm saying like <laughs> yo you feel me and for me too you know like look i remember the the games that we went me and my manager watched because he was a cane fan too you know italian dude um he i, I think he probably was with the mob too because he had a lot of um characters that came at a certain time always through the back door <laughs> you know what i mean but, but, but again i remember watching you know the games with 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 these guys it's, i don't know if they made men 
or they had money on the game. But, you know, like it was good, you know, and, and I even remember when I went to the West Virginia game, University of Miami versus West Virginia in the Orange Bowl. And um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Jonathan Vilma, um, but the running backs, I think Steve Slayton um, was the running back for West Virginia. And he had put on um, one of our linebackers, I think it was Vilma on 28. When I seen that, I was like, that's going to be on ESPN. <laughs> nah. Came back home, it was on ESPN. We still won the game, but, you know, like, it, it was just one of those hits or runovers that that you just like, ooh, ooh, yeah. You know, that's my team. But, you know, so, yeah, all these great memories in the Canes, of course, we're going to keep building more memories. Of course, uh, me and Chris, we went to the Notre Dame game when the stadium yeah. was actually rocking. Um, yeah, yeah, a few yeah. years back like that's the first time I've been at a stadium and it was actually rocking like you feel yeah. like the stadium's gonna break I'm like what the hell is going on here but it was it was fun um and you know I think that we're just gonna be seeing more of this and we're gonna be there to to actually um uh, feel the success that they actually feel now as far as what you were saying when it was um, practicing and stuff like that and, and running backs and everybody saying this is the first time that I've been worked hard like this. Well, they outside in the heat, the heat that me and you, when we walk from the car to the front door, you just feel <laughs> like you're melting. Is They was practicing in that heat? Yeah. I, I, the first part of it was inside in the indoor practice facility, and then they moved it outside, yeah. My God, man. So, yeah, <laughs> if we could play people around this time, because what outside is – deadly you feel what i'm saying like make sure you standing in the shade it'd be 10 o'clock at night and it still feel like it's like 96 degrees like i'm yeah. like yo it is what it is you know um our summer is for a few months by the time it hit like august we should be straight we are already like july 10th 11th somewhere around that time um yeah. give us like three more weeks maybe a month and you're gonna it's gonna be rainy season um at least it'll give us some 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 cooling off they can practice in that too practice in that too you know all of the elements we need to use them to our advantage heat and rain but yeah, um yeah, the canes man it's all about the yeah game. yeah canes county all day follow us on all platforms um apple podcast instagram twitter uh soundcloud youtube spotify, mm -hmm. spotify. You also also could follow the KanesCounty.com, you know, um, officially yep. with Rivals Sports and right. 305 Sports. Rivals Network, Miami.Rivals.com. Follow 305 Sports, The Crib Media. Shout out to all them boys. Kane, oh, yeah, definitely. I got I to I gotta tell y'all my, my... I'll be on a Twitter space, too, um, just so y'all know. Okay. Chris, what you were saying? You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I know y'all was talking about like your most disappointing, like like your first disappointing like sports memory type of shit. So I'm gonna tell y'all mine, right? So one of my first disappointing sports memories, like as a kid, was all right, um the Julio Cesar Chavez getting whooped up by Oscar De La Hoya. Cause I still remember, yo, we used to watch all the Julio Cesar Chavez fights. So we was big fans of Julio Cesar Chavez, and I still remember as a JIT. We, we, we ordered the pay-per-view versus uh, for the Oscar De La Hoya one. And I'm, I'm a jit. I'm like, all right, he's going he gonna to run through Oscar De La Hoya. It's going to be easy. And I still remember, like, asking, like, somebody older than me. It must have been, like, probably, like, 
18, 19, but he was like, and I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. I, you know, Chop is going to whoop his ass. And he's looking at me. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I was like, what you talking about? He's like, so, yo, Chavez is old, man. I'm like, nah, man, he, he gonna whoop his ass. And, man, watch that fight. And I was just like, damn. That was the first time, like, I realized, like, oh, you know, he's just, you know, he's just a human, you know? We're all human. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Sports is a cold world, man. Like, it, 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 it can make you the happiest person on earth, making you feel like you're walking on clouds, or it can make you feel like you six feet under you know what i'm saying like it could just make you feel like you just you know horrible inside man and then you just want to blame people and and throw stuff like it, it's a roller we recently ride felt that. hard sports fan especially here in miami exactly we recently felt that when the heat got eliminated in the playoffs because i couldn't watch sports I couldn't listen to 560, and 560 is a Miami <laughs> sports uh, uh, radio show. I couldn't listen to none of that, not the Joe Rose, not none of that. I didn't want to hear nothing. I didn't want people that wasn't a Canes fan, don't talk to me because I know you're going to talk shit. I do not <laughs> want it. It went on, on that for like that for maybe like a week and a half, two weeks before I actually really started um, following sports again. Bleacher Report was on mute. Everything on my phone that dealt with sports was on mute. I didn't watch yeah. the parade when it came to Golden State. Like, it just was devastating yeah. for me. So, so trust me, man. We go through this all the time. It's crazy, man. You, you could be going through so much bull, right? And you watch sports, and it, it, it takes your mind off of your real reality. No matter yeah. if you're, you know, um, the richest person in the world or the poorest person in the world. You know, like people could be going through stuff, a time of war. I seen something like that recently. There was like, um, it was a time of war. A matter of fact, what I think it probably was in winning time when one of somebody was saying, like, you know, um, they couldn't understand how, you know, we're in a time of war right now. We're on this ship or whatever it is, bombs going off everywhere, but they wanted to see the Lakers play <laughs> at that particular time. You feel me? And that's what sports do, you feel me? So um Hopefully sports stay um, genuine like that. You know, we got we got um, betting right now in regards to sports. So we do not know, is it going to be as fair, as authentic, as authentic as is once was. Hopefully yeah. it does. But, hey, we can never tell, man. I mean, especially after seeing a damn series, how Boston was damn cheating. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, anything else? Nah, that's it. That's it for me. That's it for me. I mean, I got other bad sports moments that maybe like, all right, one more, one more that made me cry with the Dolphins. <laughs> and <laughs> because this was the year that they made it to the AFC championship game. I think it was around like 92 as well. You know, they made it to the AFC championship game. I remember they beat the Chargers in the round before and they dominated them. This is when we had like Keith Jackson and I think Terry Kirby was the running back, Mark Higgs, um, Irving Fryer. Um, we had them boys. It was, it was that team, you know. And we played Buffalo, and it was our third time playing Buffalo. And they just waxed us, bro. I hated Thurman Thomas with a passion, bro. That means I hated we wound up getting him. so much. Yeah, and then we ended up getting him, and he was trash when we got here. But um, but yeah, that that was another one of those moments where, Yo. like, that that was like the highest 
of the high for me as a Dolphins fan, though. Like that, you put that one. You put that one on top of when we seen Dan Marino throw them six, seven picks against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, you had to bring that shit. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you had, you had to bring that shit up. That was if we talking about the Jaguars. Jaguars historic. Well, back then it and was they okay. just started though. They had just started that team and. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. I remember the score too, 62 to 7, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I was devastated because, like, you know, I mean, in early 2000s, I think it was in 99 or 2000 when we actually got to ask for it. But, um, like, you know, we were young, you know, in high school, the Dolphins, you know, you in actually days, like finally make the playoffs. play, huh? And those huh? days they were making the playoffs like every year. Yeah, but we were always losing. We were always losing. We had great records with Dave Weinstead and Fiedler and you feel me? But we always lost. We was like always 10 and 6 and we lost every time. You know what I'm saying? So this the year that I'm like, all right, we're not even we playing a garbage team. It's the Jaguars. And then we got to ask, well, I was devastated. I think Dan Marino retired after that. You know what I'm saying? I was deaf with Dan Marino. Like, it was time to give him 60, 60 something to seven. Bro, like, with Dan Marino as your quarterback? Yeah, it was, that, that was one of the worst as well. <laughs> sure, but hey, you know, no, no reflecting on the past. You feel me? Two is going to take us out right. on a date. And that date, we're going to eat shrimp, steak, and lobster. And continuously then, through the season, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And wash it down with champagne every time. Why not? Why not? So if there ain't nothing else, this gonna conclude this episode on the Mark West Sports Podcast. Until next time. Peace.